Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, 11 o'clock hour. It's Cody and Gold. Alex Gold, Nick Schwert, Dusty Likens in for Cody Tapp. We'll get to a name, though. We can uh, go ahead and cross off the list of free agent opportunities for the Chiefs. It was a name, gone. a name we had mentioned yesterday. Like, oh, that's kind of surprising that maybe he'd be available. Oh, and maybe on a one-year deal. Well, uh, he's not available. Yep. Some news uh, we'll get to coming up in a couple of minutes. But let's talk some more college basketball. Big 12 tournament semifinals tonight. Missouri, uh, of course, had the double buy on the SEC tournament. They're in action today and uh, still uh, looking ahead to next week and surrounding uh, Kansas and the health of their head basketball coach, Bill Self. To talk more about that, we welcome in C.J. Moore, National College basketball writer for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter if you don't already, at C.J. Moore Hoops on Twitter. C.J., really appreciate the time. I wanted to start just with Kansas and with Bill Self. I know you've covered the Jayhawks and, and, and gotten to, to know Bill over the years. Uh, wh- where, where are we at in terms of the thought of him potentially uh, coaching again this year? Um. Man, it's it's so hard to say. I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think that if his doctors tell him, um, you know, if the suggestion's like, hey, you probably shouldn't coach next week, but we're not going to tell you you can't, then Bill Self's going to coach next week. So that, that, just knowing the guy, like that's, I'm sure that's how it's going to play out. Um, but I don't I don't want to speculate on you know how serious it is or or um, sure. whether or not you know what what they're going to say. So. Um, I, I would just, that's, that's all I'd say. Like if, if there's even a possibility that he can, then, then he will. The rest of this weekend, we know they play tonight and then potentially a, a big 12 title game tomorrow. When we're looking at seeding, we know there are one seed, but the talk is whether or not they're a number one overall seed. I said, you know, they had a win yesterday against West Virginia to keep that conversation going. How, how solid do you think their case is to be the number one overall seed come next Sunday? I think it's, going to be really interesting to see how the committee handles that because uh, my dog obviously thinks they should be, but um, it's, it's, it's going to depend on does the committee value resume more or the metrics more? Because if you look at the resume and, and who's beat who, then it's, it's clearly Kansas. But if you look at the metrics and um, you know, just, win margin and, and efficiency using adjusted efficiencies and those types of things that favors Houston. Um, so I think if Kansas wins the big 12 tournament tonight, this week, I, I think KU will probably get it. Um, if they don't, I, I think it's going to be probably a debate in that room. And, and I have no idea what they're going to do. Yeah. CJ, Dusty Likens here with you. Um, last night watching that KU game, 
how sexy is it for this Jayhawks <laughs> team when the three big dudes? Because I thought that was the perfect combination last year. I know or last night. I know uh, Jalen Wilson started off like one for five, one for six, but then kind of really got into a rhythm. And 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 Harris really kind of dictated the entire night, and then started passing the dimes towards the end, and then Grady Dick kind of closed it. When those three do that, um, that screams Final Four run, man. Yeah, our definition of sexy might be a little different, but agree um. <laughs> to disagree, I guess. Swi- hey, Swishers and sneaker squeaks, man, I'm in a whole new ball game. Uh, no, I, uh, I I think that they're a uh, they're very very dangerous. You know, I I look at this team as. Um, you know, Jalen Wilson is is pretty been pretty consistently good this year. Um, I think I think the best version of him was probably yesterday. But to me, their success is not dictated by Jalen Wilson as much as it's dictated by the others. Like it's 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 when DeWan Harris, when Kevin McCuller, uh play well, they're really really good. When Grady Dick's you know shooting the ball um, with confidence, that that's that's helps a lot. And and I think KJ Adams' success is really tied to. Dewan Harris like have you, can you think of many games where only one of those two have played well it's it's usually both are playing well or Dewan's a little off and and you know it's it hurts KJ's game so um I I think that this team is going to be um and you know in the NCAA tournament it's it's going to be all to Dewan Kevin and 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 Grady Dick so um I'm with you there I do think you know one thing that helped yesterday is, is they were creating turnovers and I think when they're able to get in the open court and getting out in transition a little bit, and it's not a half-court game exclusively, I think that helps this team a lot. And, um, you know, the one reason to, like, be really, really optimistic about the NCAA tournament is Big 12 guards know how dangerous uh, Dewan Harris's hands are. Like, he is he is so quick. And while it's still hard for them to, to keep the ball away from him, um, they at least know what to expect. I think that that's going to be a shock to the system of opposing point guards when they get in the NCAA tournament and they try to go up against that dude. We're talking to C.J. Moore, college basketball writer for The Athletic. We saw K-State last night. They lose to TCU 80-67. to The, the feeling for, for us, at least, is that they're still pretty solid on, on the three line. Do you believe that is the case? And uh, what, what is really realistic for the Wildcats under Coach Tang in year one here come the NCAA tournament? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys my uh, my my bracketology rant, and that's why that even <laughs> though I cover college basketball for a living, I don't care about it and I don't look at it. Um, so I, I can't tell you where the bracketologists have them right now. Um, but talking about the team and their their potential for for the NCAA tournament, um, I think it's going to come down to can they take care of the ball? Um, do they rebound it? And um, you know how good are. are Keontae and and uh, Marquise Noel, like, and then also Desi Sills. I thought Desi was pretty good yesterday, uh, especially defensively. Man, he made some some awesome plays, and I, I think he's helped late in the year, kind of giving another uh, secondary handler to take a little bit of pressure pressure off Marquise. But um, you know, it just comes out that that team's got to take care of the ball. And yesterday they were just way too sloppy. Is Missouri a live and die by the three? team at this point in the season or do they have a little bit more where they can kind of ride the coattails of Kobe Brown as long as he stays out of foul trouble I think uh that's another team that really really needs to be able to create turnovers like if you just go look through their wins and look through their losses um when they are able to to create turnovers and get out and play fast they're really good at getting threes in transition um I think if if Missouri gets matched up against a team that's really good at taking care of the ball and isn't bothered by you know they're they're kind of gambling 
mentality, then that's probably the team that's going to knock out Missouri in the state tournament. <laughs> but if they get, you know, play teams that are more turnover prone, like, you know, honestly, just talking about K-State, like that might be, I think K-State and Missouri, I think K-State would be a favorite in that game. Like K-State would win that game, but that would be a potentially dangerous matchup for a team like K-State because they can, you know, get a little sloppy with the ball sometimes. So, um, you know, Missouri has got to be able to create turnovers and, and, and get out and play fast. And, uh, yeah, obviously they're a team that's really, really reliant on the three. But um, Kobe is a guy that maybe in a game where, where they don't shoot it as well, um, you know, he can he can kind of take over. See, Jim, we, we were talking with Nick about this just right before we had you on, looking at college basketball and another longtime head coach retiring and Jim Beheim making that official today. And you think about faces of college basketball, it's usually been aligned with college basketball coaches and right now, yep. I mean, it's with Bill Self and Tom Izzo. I mean, wh- where, where are we headed in college basketball, though? I don't, I don't see coaches coaching as long as we've seen some of these guys here currently or uh, Roy and others that have hung it up in the last year or two. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing, you know, the thing that's changed is, well, obviously there's an IL and transfer portal and all that, and people are going to point to that as, oh, it's driving these guys away. Sure. But these guys make life-changing money really quickly now. So they don't necessarily have to stick around that long. Like they can retire and just not be stressed. And uh, like, look at Mark Turgeon. I'm not sure that he's going to return to college basketball because like the stress kind of drove him away. And, um, you know, he's got plenty of money. He doesn't have to work another day in his life. So um, I I think it's so much is made about, oh, the changes in the game and the transfer portal and the NIL, and they don't want to deal with this. Um, I, I think, you know, sometimes it's just the money. But I, I do think there will be guys um, that emerge as, you know, the, the next line of, like, legends in this game. Um, it's it's always going to be a lot about the coaches because those are the guys that are around for a long time and the players change constantly. Um, so, you know, I, I think some other stars will emerge. But you look at, uh, like, if a Kentucky or a Kansas or a North Carolina, you know, one of those big jobs open in the next couple of years, the list of guys that, like who would take those over, it, it is a little bit harder maybe to make those lists than it than it used to be, it feels like. But um, I, I think, you know, we'll have some stars emerge from the coaching side here probably in the next 10 years that we don't even know about right now. So, CJ, maybe another definition of sexy you might be able to get on board with <laughs> is Missouri loses today. They're an eight seed and they play Kansas in the second round, one versus eight seed. What say you? Uh, that, that, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I, I, okay. I always love the border war. So uh, I'm sure that would be a pretty awesome uh, environment and guessing in Des Moines where yeah, both, yeah. both fan bases could travel to. So um, I, I'm 99.999% sure I'll be in Des Moines next weekend. So uh, I can get <laughs> on board with that. There we go. What's the what's the what's the uh, the pizza place up there in Des Moines, Nick? That has Fongs. like the Fongs, the Crab Rangoon Pizza. I'm sure CJ has been up to Des Moines plenty of times, so he probably already knows. I, I don't. All right, Fong's Pizza. Nick, That's where you, you need Fong's to, Pizza. You need to text, text me that so I don't forget. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you well, I the, love Crab Rangoon. Yeah, get the Crab Rangoon Pizza, man. It'll change your life. I'm a big goon guy. I, I, I've got a uh, Crab Rangoon suggestion for you guys. Okay. Uh, if, if you like the Crab Rangoon, there is a um, – man, I'm going to space on the name of it. It's the, it's the new barbecue place. It's not that new. It's like a couple years old on 75th right next by Metcalf. You guys know the name of that place? 75th um, Hmm. It's uh, right behind the old Sheridans. They've got a crab rangoon that is not crab rangoon, but it's with brisket in it. Okay. Wait, Pretty is this delicious. that is this that Buck Tui place? 
Yes. Oh, Buck okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Okay. That place is good. I've I've had it <laughs> twice in like the last two months. And uh, yeah, get the crab rangoon. That's not crab rangoon. It's like brisket rangoon or something. I don't know, mm. but it's delicious. This segment brought to you by. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you can't give me an nil deal. Uh, That's right. Or, or, like, come on, <laughs> throw, throw me a couple dollars for this endorsement. There you go. Hey, CJ, appreciate the time, man. All right, take care, guys. There you go. That's C.J. Moore, college basketball writer for The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter, at C.J. Moore Hoops on Twitter. Text line said, hey, you know you can get crab rangoon pizza here in KC, guys. Yeah, but this, Shawnee this pizza. Place, this, absolutely. But, yeah, up when you're – I would just say he's going to Des Moines, though, next week. He said he's 99%. Yeah, so this place, yeah, yeah they, they specialize in, like – they take basically an Asian dish and they put it on pizza. They'll, they'll Tons do of them. peanut Thai. They'll do pad Thai, all that sort of stuff. It's great. Mm. Great. I'm a big crab. I think I'm crab rangoon more than egg roll. So I'm. I don't. What's funny? Same. I mentioned the crab rangoon pizza because that's what everybody likes there. That's not what I don't like crab rangoon. So You're that's such not a the lion pizza. sack. So that's not. Oh, the, so now you say it. No. So when our not, guest leaves, I've ate that. They have, to your point, Nick, other Chinese pizzas. So that's that's what I was. What'd saying. you but get? They're like a, they had like a chicken. It was like chicken barbecue fried rice. Like it has like a little barbecue, but chicken on it. But it's you're with a, a big fried rice guy. Oh, dude, I love chicken fried rice. No, Nobody crushes fried time. rice. We did a we did a combination I, fried rice on the Blackstone. I've seen, yeah, Dusty's got the the Blackstone. Oh, he's got the flat top. He's, he's got. Do you do you do you throw the egg in your hat too? Do you do the tricks? Nope. Do you do the volcano stuff? You go hibachi on us? I just uh, uh, when the neighbors drive by, I get a little shrimp and I start flicking. I'm like, <laughs> I can I can hit it through the window. <laughs> I can hit a window with shrimp like Mahomes can hit a window and like. The kid, you just say, catch the shrimp. Can you catch Whoa. it in your own mouth? Ah, yeah. Well, I'm a self serve. You'll, you'll flip it back. I can, you know, up in the air and push, push right in the mouth. <laughs> it's there. Low main is the goat. I don't know, man. I'm a big like because crab rangoon. I'm weird. I like I open it up. Main. Used to love chicken lo mein. What happened? It's not my f- chicken fried rice is the, my favorite now. Okay. Used to like chicken lo mein more. That's basically a Chipotle bowl. Uh, obviously the flavor profile is way yeah. different, but, but it's I get, the same concept, it's like, it's same a bowl. build. It's a rice bowl, rice, chicken, yeah, yeah, man. sauce. It's great. Yeah. If it's good, it's I good. also love when you go to those hibachi grills that salad with that, like, uh, what is that? It's like a, a ginger tangy? dressing. Oh, it's, like mama. A, it's a ginger dressing. I could dip my chicken strips in that. Yeah. The ginger dressing's good on the little salad. And then the, tiny the, the hot and sour soup you get with it. Is too? it miso soup or something? Usually it's called? one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hot and sour. No, I mean, you either get the soup or the salad. Oh, no, you, some of them will give you both, I you man. I both. Oh, wow. You dude, get a little salad start. Hibachi is one of my favorite places to go. Oh, dude, look at him I, lighting I was, up. Was, Can you get it to go? I was just there like, my, thing is, my thing was the hibachi thing. Can you get it to go, or is that like a Richard move? Absolutely can get it to go. I don't want the show. I've seen yeah. the show enough. I don't need to you see Choo Choo Train. No, you know what it you is. It's you put on your own show now, so you don't respect other artists doing the same thing. Uh, hold it. But I just also don't need the whole like <laughs> gaslit grill like explosion in my face. They get paid for that kids, show. Kids love it. We, so my, my nephews love it. So they they've gone for they went for the first time recently. And they, they do think the sweet and sour trick. They, where they do the, fake, the, the yeah. red bottle and the and the yeah. All, all that. A lot of it's for the kids. But you can get it. You can get carry out. Good. I can get a whole spread. You can get chicken. There's a mistake a lot of people made. You can get the chicken teriyaki with the strip. You always order steak scallops because they always give you a ton of shrimp when they do. Someone says, What's the best hibachi in KC? Oh, Kobe's is good at independence. Years ago, the answer was Nico's. It was not, it's not around anymore. Nico's was the answer. But now, uh, I guess we'll give free love to people. Uh, Kyoto. We've only been doing it for the past 15 minutes. Kyoto in Leewood, favorite place. For a bunch. Yeah, somebody no. says Mr. Sushi and Lee Summit. It's decent. That's right by you. So for yeah. me, I'm just not going to drive all the way up to Lee Summit for it, but it's that's decent. right by you. I've had it a couple times. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I also think like if I go to those hibachi places now, I'd almost just go sushi. I did have sushi last night, but it was from High V at 945. Oh. So we'll see. 
What, man, that means at nine forty-five. That means that means that was that was the leftover. That I was the su- stuff that hey, was getting tossed out if you didn't need it. I had sushi <laughs> at nine forty-five from High V last night, so. You're doing hold fine, on, right? Hold on, You're hold doing on fine? tight. Well, I've had coffee too, so I might uh, I might be a Nick situation. And you haven't had a BM today? No. Uh, yeah, early in the morning. I have it every morning I wake up. It's like routine. Every morning I wake up. Yep. We'll get to the Chiefs red half hour coming up in 15 minutes or so. I mentioned right before CJ Moore came on with us, so there was a little bit of news out of Philadelphia. It was a name that had came up yesterday. Uh, when it came to best free agent fits, at least according to CBS Sports, that was defensive end Brandon Graham, 34-year-old, 11 sacks last year. We said, oh, you know what? Maybe if he wants to come on a one-year deal, interesting. Um, That can't happen anymore. That's because, according to Tim McManus, the Eagles and defensive end Brandon Graham have reached an agreement on a one-year deal to Mm -hmm. keep him in Philadelphia for a 14th season. So he's chosen not to go the free agent route. Loyalty, which means now Juju Smith-Schuster is going to stay in Kansas City for $6 million. (laughs) um, And we're uh, we're good to go. So we don't have to worry about anything. Um, No, I mean, it makes sense, right? Like he's probably last year of his career. That's the way he looks at it. He he likes the group that he's with. It's a a loyalty contract, $6 million. He's there. He'll be 35 next year. 11 sacks, 16 QB hits, like you'd mentioned. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised by this. Are you? Um, I didn't think Brandon Graham was ever a real option until yesterday. That's yeah. what's weird. It's like I would like if you would ask me two days ago, Dusty, I'm like, oh, Brandon yeah. Graham, 34, 11, he'll probably just stay in Philly, right? Yeah. And then yesterday there was the article. And I was like, oh, he might actually look to explore free agency after four, uh, uh, 11 sack year. And then very quickly, 24 hours later, yeah. that got that got shut down. Is this possibly the worst free agency we've seen in like 10 years? In what way? What do you mean? There's not really a lot of buzz names. Um, like this, it's kind of a quiet free agency. Like guys like Orlando Brown, I feel like would already have been signed in years past. Like, oh, geez, well, I know, but they could agree to a deal. But, but the but that that even that even can't open up till Monday. That's the okay. two day legal tampering window. Just seems like this one's lackluster. Like, there's not a is lot of pizzazz. Of, is it because we've been so focused on one Daniel Jones, whether he was going to get tagged or New Deal Rodgers right now sure. and his Jets stuff. Lamar and, and the franchise. So maybe tag. it's just it's lagging. I guess is what we well, can it's say. It's not as buffering. To use your word that you used twice in the interview with CJ, it's not as sexy as sure. the as the trade market for these quarterbacks. Sexy is a good word. It's it a, is. It's a good describing word. Um, yeah, it's not right because I mean, again, I think we're once again, you know, pining to see what moves gonna like really move the needle. And so far, like little moves have done it, which I thought would kind of start the discussions with Geno Smith getting the extension. Um, you know, you look at Daniel Jones getting paid, you, you see the DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen is released and it's still just kind of like, eh, where is it? Like, where's the, when is it going to start? Is it Rogers? that's going to make this whole thing kind of go. Cause we kind of think we said yesterday, we talked about it for a full segment that the optimistic jets think that they're pretty sure that he's, he feels like he's going to go to the jets and it's probably going to be after he goes and does the psychedelic convention, which is true. He's going to go do that. He's way on. Right? He's speaking at the world or the largest psychedelic convention, and he's going to explain how doing mushrooms helped him win the twenty twenty one and twenty two MVP. How much do you think they're paying him to speak at that? By the way, good good for that convention to have Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah, your keynote dude. speaker. All right, everyone, relax. That shouldn't be hard. Um, I was going to say it should yeah. be the calmest crowd, calmest audience to listen to him. Speak. Now speaking, John Wick. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I just it just seems like there's just a lot of lackluster. There's like. Because I think maybe we were spoiled last year because last year was nuts, right? Like last year it was like Christian Kirk gets paid and then it was just like, 
boom, next day, boom, this well, guy, next ha- day. I mean, that's going to happen next week. Next sure. week's going to be a busy, busy week for that. I mean, that, it's just we're a week ahead of time. I get it, but I, I don't know. There's just the names don't really jump out on the screen to you because I think everybody also knows that, you know, is everyone thinks, okay, well, we all know where this guy's going, so that doesn't really do it for us. It's like we already have spoiler alerts, and, like, we're just waiting for it to be done with. Or – we just have the unfortunateness that we live in a city where our team wins championships, and we're just waiting for the season to start to do it all over again. I, mean, I don't Again, know. the offseason for most teams in a league is the best experience they'll have all year. Yeah. Uh, we, we get 365 days of it uh, in, in <laughs> Kansas City right now. All right, let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. We go to Florida. Dusty, for this one, of course we do. Whoa. I'll just read you the headline. That's rude. Well, Florida man. The whole that's Florida man exists. Oh, Florida man. I thought you were saying trash today because, of course, we go to Florida. Because well, we go to that's where a lot of these stories originate. Uh, Florida, there's why there's a, a website and an account for Florida Man. So you're saying you wouldn't live in Florida? Oh, I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. I wouldn't live there full time. Let's put it that way. Wouldn't they live full time? But I Daytona I, Beach, I, you and I rest our way, lives here in the next two months, three months. The beach sounds fantastic. I'll be honest. Sounds I great like right I, now. I, well, it sounds it always sounds great, but yeah. I feel like the beach needs to happen in the next two or three months. These are that's on my radar. Anyway, uh, Florida Man steals nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of seafood. Thinking of restaurants from a restaurant. Okay. How much money? So he stole $950 worth of seafood from a restaurant. Then he tried to sell it back to a grocery store. So theft, now capitalism. So he there's he was caught on camera breaking into a place called The Docks. Mm. Stole $950 worth of shrimp and lobster tails. That's a lot of lobster tails. He then left the scene, attempted to sell the seafood to a food store clerk, where he also used his stolen credit card to make a purchase. This guy just hit... Three different things in in a in a block. That guy hit a theft parlay. He did. He hit he hit theft. He then went larceny, uh, fraud, criminal mischief, capitalism, um, <laughs> buying something that's not his, and then selling it that it is his, and then and then fraud again. I don't have this credit I'm card. I'm confused. I mean, obviously you got to be an idiot to try to, to steal food anyway. But now that's just uncalled for six six zero. It's not Jameis Winston. Oh, he, had, he had crab legs, crab legs. not, not lobster pu- tails. That was Publix, yeah. the Publix food store. But no, in he, Florida, he, he stole it from a restaurant, yep. and then he tried to sell it to a grocery store. What? Mm-hmm. Did you not think the grocery store has access to the the supplier? I'm very confused why you would why you would sell it to a grocery store. Well, this man is clearly not smart. I know, I know right? I know. Or because he stole, sh- he bought shrimp and lobster tails. Like, wh- well, what's expensive? The, what's the or? Let me hear the excuse, Nick. How are you going to All he's got to do is find one sucker. Well, he didn't get suckers. He got lobster tails and shrimp. You know what I'm saying. Oh, like got to buy it? Come on. You only need, all it takes is one, just like with Orlando Brown Jr. <laughs> all he needs to do is find one sucker GM to give him $24 million a year. Is Orlando Brown Jr. more a lot of shrimp or a few lobster tails? Huh? Oh, I don't, like I don't, I mean, I don't know. Oh. oh. You ever had a lobster tail? Yeah, I mean, not very often. Kind of overrated. It's a little rich for my blood. It's just, it's buttery and, and rubbery. Maybe I haven't had the right one. Oh, I don't think rubbery. that. It's the butter. Yeah, I don't think it's, ru- if it's rubbery, but then I, it's just cooked but I, I will, I will make eye contact with anyone who wants to do it and eat a lobster roll. Because those things are just on a whole nother level. That's too rich. Mm. Give me a little tummy. Give me a little tummy ache. One, time, you- one time I went on a, a second date with a girl. Oh. Got to, got a bunch of oysters. Oh, oh. you know what those oh, are, right? Well, that's it's it's aphrodisiac. Yeah, yeah, that's a good first date. Oysters. Except I had him. I had it with the Manhattan. Ooh, really, what? really what rich. A weird combo. That is a terrible like pairing. Oh yeah, I was in the bathroom puking. Yeah. Why, what made you think the Manhattan was good? Oh. It was a cocktail. It was like a cocktail bar. Yeah. Right, well, you're not pairing Manhattans with crab legs. 
Or oysters. oysters. You should have gotten like a dirty martini. I don't do martinis. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, let me make you one sometime. You'll, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't out mind them. I don't mind them. It's just not my go-to. From the 816, they were a kid. They stole small pumpkins from a house down the street then sold them to the neighbor two houses down. Yeah, there's a Beavis and Butthead episode that, similar to that. Is that what it is from? No, it's similar to that. They uh, go to a golf course, and every time someone hits a golf ball, they steal the golf ball, and then they sell them. And the guy's like, hey, man, these are my golf balls. They're like, uh, sir, many golf balls look alike. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like selling them back yeah. to the guy that's now the king of the hill, Henry Hill, or Hank Hill. I think it's Hank. Henry, Hank, same thing. Gosh, Mad Men does that. They they drink Manhattans and eat crab legs. I thought his drink of choice was an old fashioned. Well, was the crab leg? I don't think it was. Uh, Nick said oysters. And oysters the in the Manhattan. That's brutal. Had oysters one time in in New Orleans. It was only because I was in New Orleans. Was there and I was like, all right, screw it. I'll I'll try it. Like, if I'm ever gonna have them, I'll try them while I'm in New Orleans. And that was and I never again. Never again. I took two. Don't say you gotta stop saying that. What? I, you gotta stop saying never guys, again. Normally you guys are critical because hey, I'll say I don't Oysters like the are food, a one and, and done and type of thing. If you don't dig them, they're never gonna change. I disagree. I didn't like the them the first time the I had texture, them. Anthony the, Bourdain does say not to eat oysters unless you get them freshly shucked. Because I'm they're just the, they were pretty, he calls them the mucus of the sea. Oh, that makes it real appetizing. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm assuming that they were pretty fresh when I had them in New Orleans. I mean, I've no. Had, that's yeah. if you're gonna go there. I mean, that's a good one. Someone says Henry Hill is from Goodfellas. So isn't it Henry Aaron or is it Hank Aaron? For what? Baseball. Oh, for Hank Aaron. But it's Henry Aaron on the rookie card. Yeah, and his the movie real Sandlot. name is Henry. Yeah, so I can't call him Henry Hill. I got to call him I, Hank I, Hill. You can call him whatever you want. I don't know. I just mentioned, mentioned what the text line Yeah, yeah, martinis and oysters. That's what I was saying. Like, you get a nice dirty martini with a little olive, little gin, I'll build it for you, and you'll have that same face you got on right now. I'll tell you what, man. You know, that's the trash of the day up next. The Chiefs red half hour thinking of Orlando Brown jr. Nate Taylor had a really good piece where he dove into the contract negotiations and some options for KC. We'll do that next. Chiefs kingdom. This is Mitch Holtis and welcome into the Chiefs red half hour on Cody and gold every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs 610 sports radio. All right, it is the Chiefs Red Half Hour. Alex Gold, Nick Schwartz, Dusty Likens with you. It is Cody and Gold. Reminder, coming up in a half hour, Nate Taylor from The Athletic going to join us. And we're talking about his article he just put out over at The Athletic in regards to Orlando Brown Jr. He kind of dove deeper into what's going on behind the scenes with the Chiefs and Orlando Brown Jr. Free agency opens up uh, 3 o'clock on Wednesday. We know the legal tampering window is prior to that. We know they decided not to franchise tag Do the him. Dolphins know that? Uh, well, that's why the Chiefs are picking 31 and not 32. Thanks, Actually, Miami. It's some of that is also tampering with Sean Payton in that whole thing. Mm. That's why they lost their pick in the first round. Good for them. Um, but in the Nate Taylor article, it points out the contract negotiations and where they're at and how far apart they are. It says, quote, once again, the Chiefs entered contract negotiations last week with star left tackle Orlando Brown Jr. And once again, the two parties felt like they were miles apart on agreeing to a contract extension. Went on to say, Brett Veach and coach Andy Reid are still interested in signing Brown to a long-term contract. The team's decision significantly speeds up the process toward a conclusion for both parties. Huh. The Chiefs wanted clarity, man. Yeah. The, the Chiefs wanted some clarity on the situation. They want a long-term answer left tackle, which is why I do believe they would still be interested in Brown being the long-term answer. The issue is they're miles apart. Yeah. And... If you're the Chiefs, why you don't tag them other than just you didn't want the $20 million on the books immediately right before free agency, which could hinder your ability to bring a Juju back or other guys back. But 
you just don't want to play the game anymore. Like you, you want to know, all right, this guy's not here in a year. All right. We better start planning for free agency or draft a guy this year. We just want to have some sense of clarity in our vision and our path forward at left mm. tackle. And this kind of sets a real deadline versus you tag them on Monday. Well then Dusty, you and I might be having a conversation in June still about whether or not they're going to sign them. Instead, they're going to have their answer next week. Do you think there's any doubt he's one of these free agents that we see in years past where, like, you assume they're going to get a contract pretty quickly, and then it's like, so-and-so is still out there. So-and-so is still out there. So-and-so still hasn't been signed. And then it's like, told you, and then that's the percentage that the Chiefs have that he comes back? Or do you think this is one of those things where it's like, nah, dude, someone's going to sign this man pretty quickly? I think it's that. I think okay. it's going to be that if the Chiefs somehow would work out a long-term deal, it's going to have to be Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I think if free agency opens up and it's Wednesday at 3 o'clock, I think within 24, 48 hours, he has a deal somewhere else. Sure. You just look at the available tackles. I mean, he, Again, this is where our perception can't see is a little bit different. Yeah. He's still the best available left tackle in free agency. And in, unless David Bakhtiari gets cut, or now there's reports he might get packaged in a trade with Rodgers to the Jets, but that that he's the best given his age mm-hmm. and still given his play. I know there's frustration here, but given his play, top 10 left tackle, he, uh, to me, will be one of the first few signings in that 24, 48-hour period when it opens up, if it's not in Kansas City. So you're saying that his signing is now um, basically like one of those teams either has, A, a lot of money to give, they can give that man his money, or B, somebody sees his value as way more higher than anybody else. Which yeah, and I think it's more like what you started with, which okay, is that yeah. people overpay guys in free agency right. all the time because they they can and they and they sometimes they feel the need that the, you know the, they feel that they have to do that. Sure. Guys get overpaid all the time. Somebody says, "Are we now pick thirty since Houston lost a pick?" Houston lost the fifth round pick, I believe. Due yeah. to, so no, that didn't impact the Houston lost because they didn't report. Uh, Injuries. Twenty seven thousand. They, they paid twenty seven thousand for a Deshaun Watson uh, gym membership, <laughs> which yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's not good. But that's why they lost uh, the fifth round pickup. Quote unquote gym membership, right? Yeah. Some athletic club in Houston or something. I don't know. It definitely wasn't uh, Planet Fitness because it's definitely been more than a judge free zone for all of us <laughs> in the Deshaun. Come on. But no, I think with the Orlando Brown thing, I think to me we talked about earlier percentage wise. I think it's a one percent chance that Chiefs bring him back. Just because I've I've explained it a couple of times. One, I don't think left tackle. Again, a lot of people would disagree that I, they don't think that Brett Veach would ever put a rookie left tackle on this team, yeah, which I I, I, I kind I of don't. agree to that. Yeah, I don't I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. But I think that they can go find someone on a one year deal. And I'm not, I'm not at the top of the mountain screaming for Taylor Lewan. I'm not doing that. But I'm saying I think that they can go find somebody that they think can, you know, fit the role for a Mahomes style of play. Mahomes still has the other four guys on the like right. There's still Wiley's probably going to be there. Humphrey's going. I think Wiley's back. I don't think he's going to. I mean, if if Brown walks, I think there's way more pressure to get the deal done with Wiley. Yeah, and I don't think that the the contract is is looming as large for that. But again, you still have Creed. You still have Trey. You still have uh, you still have uh, Tony or Tooney, and then you still have I think what I would assume is is Niang. Now, granted. The left tackle is a strong position, but you have to think about where Patrick Mahomes' career is. Patrick Mahomes can still he can still avert disaster. Yes, you'd let you'd rather have something locked up, sealed away at left tackle. But again, maybe that's where Brett Veach, who does this very often with the draft picks, he goes and finds guys for the future of the next year. Like you look at Pacheco, was he supposed to, you know, rocket like he did this year? No, but Pacheco will be now he did. And now next year, he's what we were looking at to see, Hey, let's develop him, get him comfortable. And then year two, year three, 
That's what we're looking at. Draft a left tackle as a rookie this year. Maybe let him get involved in the mix a little bit. Maybe he's not starting, but at least he's learning the way, learning the style of play that is Mahomes, where he improvises more than anybody else in the game. And then it's like, okay, year two, that's what we trapped you for. You're right in there where you can kind of split time with a guy that you go find in free agency that might be 32, 33, but it's still decently good at that position. A couple of the names, and we, we had talked about these over the last week uh, once it became clear where Orlando Brown's situation was likely headed, and it's pointed out in Nate Taylor's piece. A guy you mentioned, Taylor Juan, who's been you know tweeting, or at least sent one tweet, I shouldn't say. It's not multiple. One tweet at the Chiefs with the eye emoji. Donovan Smith is mentioned. Donovan Smith just getting released by the Bucks was their left tackle for multiple years, including the Super Bowl year. Uh, for for Tampa, did have injuries this past year. Taylor Lewan, bad knees. Isaiah Wynn, viewed as a bust, mm-hmm. as a first-round pick for the Patriots. Uh, and then it's the draft, as you said, and that's the path that I think, if you want a long-term solution, yes, you have to go. Uh, so if you want to sign a Donovan Smith type for a year uh, while you draft a, a, another left tackle, sure. But the names that are mentioned, Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, Broderick mm-hmm. Jones out of Georgia, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma – you're you're talking about moving up into the teens, mm-hmm. going from 31 to 14, 15, 16 to draft those guys. And if you're trade up to 14, 15, or 16, then that that's where you actually somehow do start a rookie left tackle. Because I'm trading up to 14 to draft a left tackle. I kind of need that guy playing, unless you're going to go with what you were saying too, which is mm-hmm. is that guy going to play right tackle his rookie season a little bit while you have a veteran play left, and then you just ease him in as the season goes on or on the next year. But I don't think there's a long-term solution you can go in free agency because if there was a long-term solution to free agency, um, that actually is Orlando Brown Jr. So I would still think then at this, like today, if you're listing the priorities of how to solve this problem if you're Brett Veach, you're still hopeful that you can work something out with Orlando Brown Jr., yeah. even if it's not all that realistic. But mm-hmm. seeing as how they're doing this because they want a long-term plan, I, I mean, I would not be shocked if they make an aggressive move in the draft to go get a guy if they view one of these dudes, Paris Johnson. Yeah, they may not like him at all. We don't know. You if, know? If, they just, if they look at all of them, much like what happened before they ended up trading for Orlando Brown Jr. and said there's not a long-term option in this bunch, then maybe that takes that off the table and you say, okay, we just need to stop gap for a year and then we try this again next year. But if they, if they like one of these guys – and they want, they're want they dead set on getting this solved long-term, then it wouldn't shock me to see them be ultra-aggressive. little breaking news in the golf world, Nick. John Rahm uh-huh. has withdrawn uh-huh. from the players oh, due to an illness. So, okay. you better that play hurt, some that, sound. Uh, did that hurt you financially? Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. I had I Max Homa on like a $5, I think a $10 bet to win the tournament at plus 1,800. So, like, I mean, he's not going to win. I mean, Morikawa's about to go out there and put up another minus well, seven Ron and run away with it. puking his guts out in the middle of the course? I don't what? know, man. Uh, who knows? He a lot of with... cameras out there. Yep. But, yeah, a little breaking news there. Sorry to interrupt the Chiefs' red <laughs> no, half hour. But, yeah, John Ram. Yeah, Dusty, how dare you? We only talk Chiefs, man. We only know, talk Chiefs during the Chiefs' red half hour. You know me, man. I'm always locked into the to the tour. so We it's a, never it's... stray away from Chiefs' conversations during this half hour. Well, ever. Yeah. Never, never, ever, ever. It's never um, happened. So, again, you guys, you bring up Orlando Brown. Yesterday, we bring up DeAndre Hopkins. New receiver today, right, with Thielen. If you had to choose a receiver to put on this Chiefs team for next year, hmm? would you have Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, or DeAndre Hopkins? Well, they're not all equal because one's going to take draft compensation, right? Sure. So I would prefer, because I don't want to give up draft I I don't, prefer let's, let's leave all that alone. Okay. Just 
Raw okay. talent and trust. And same contract for everybody? Same contract. DeAndre, one year. One year. $10 million. $10 million. <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're getting any of them for one year 10. No, but I'm saying if you could, one year 10 million, Thielen, Hopkins, Juju. DeAndre Hopkins. How do you rank it? Uh, D-Hop, Juju, and Thielen. So Thielen all the way the hell out. Yeah, if if, if, if everything's created equal and I'm not giving up compensation in in, in draft picks, then yes, MFK, Thielen, I'm kidding. No, yeah. Uh, (laughs) I knew knew that was where you were headed, possibly, Dusty. 48 hours together, and you know me too well. So Thielen's Uh interesting, right? Because, again, somebody had helped us out with some research on the text line that he played 77% of snaps most often than not was what he basically was playing a game. 107 targets, 700 and some change on yardage. I don't know how many touchdowns, but a good viable threat in the red zone. DeAndre Hopkins, a little bit more than that, right? A little bit older uh, than Juju Smith-Schuster, but still would cause a trade, would a little bit cloudy there. Juju Smith-Schuster, though, right? 28 years old next year, knows the system very well, knows Mahomes' tendencies very well, had a very, very solid third quarter in the uh, Super Bowl, and also had a pretty good year, 930 yards, three touchdowns, very dependent, ran kind of parallel routes to Travis Kelsey. I think if I had to rank them, no matter what, I'm still going Juju, DeAndre, Thielen, just because of system knowledge and... Maybe I'm in rose-colored glasses. Not only are you in rose-colored glasses, I just think it's it's comfortable for you because you know it works. Like mm-hmm. there's no there's no doubt. Does this guy work in this system? Right? Right. Like, you just know it does. Yeah. I think D Hop would work just fine in the system. But we, to your point, you've seen it. That's I think that's yeah. what it is for you. Maybe I'm speaking for you, but like yeah, I think no, you're fine with that. I, I, I think you you've seen it. We know what Juju's capable. I think he's a great fit for Kansas City. Sure. This is why if I'm Juju and I'm doing the calculus on the money first and foremost for a lot of these guys yeah. and then also rings and do I fit and I'm playing with Patrick Mahomes, all right? Right. Do, what what's worth more, the money or that? And that's the balance that I think everybody has to figure out here. And Juju both for Casey and for himself, this is a really really good spot. And if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I don't have a no trade clause anymore. Right, and I I, I want to go to a contender ideally, but he doesn't have any say anymore. Then yeah, I mean, what what wide receiver doesn't want to play with Patrick Mahomes? Now, I mean, the money I has to be there, and the AJ Chiefs Brown? have to have draft compensation. AJ Brown, no, he still play with Patrick Mahomes. You think if you put AJ Brown in a room, gun to the good. head, said yes. Mahomes or or hers? If you got a real honest answer, Hurts or Mahomes? If you got a real honest answer, I want rings, baby. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup in a room. <laughs> I want rings. Stafford or Mahomes? Who you playing for? Well, they want rings, man. Multiple he rings. He got a ring with, with Stafford. Ring. Okay. Matt, come on, man. I'm just saying. Patrick Mahomes. They eat eggs the together every morning. Patrick, if if money's not the issue, there's not a player Stephon in the Diggs, league. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, prefer, or Patrick Mahomes. Stephon Diggs would turn cloak so fast, though. There's not a wide receiver in the league that if you got truth serum in him, deep down would pick Patrick Mahomes over any other quarterback in the league. What's the one receiver you'd wish to see with Patrick Mahomes oh, in the league right now. I also like this guy because he won me a ton of money, but also I think he's fun as hell to watch. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I, I would go a slight deviation, but basically 1A to your 1B is Jamar, Jamar Chase. Jamar, yeah. God, he'd be so those are the, To me, those system. are the only two I answers. Want, you know, I want elite route runners. I just like, because Stephon Diggs is in that category as well. So you say Jamar Chase, you say Justin Jefferson, both in their prime. Would you take Randy Moss or T.O. with Patrick Mahomes? Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss with Patrick Mahomes. Randy Moss. Randy Moss. I mean, I think Randy Moss, other than Jerry Rice, is the greatest Second wide receiver, greatest receiver yeah, ever. Yeah. So let's talk. Now, again, Calvin Johnson. Complete, Could you imagine free. Mahomes and Calvin Johnson 15 yards into the red zone? It'd be over. <laughs> it would just be, again, the same thing with Randy Moss. But, I mean, like, God, Megatron, and he did that with Matthew Stafford? Imagine, good. Will there ever be the day? Where the Chiefs have our, well, I mean, I know they had Tyree Kill, Kill I mean, but he was he was he wasn't definitively the best wide receiver in football. 
he was still going up against like Devontae Adams. He was still kind of going up against, you know, some other guys as well. DeAndre Hopkins at the time. But is there a def- right now? I mean, I think the answer is Justin Jefferson, but Nick just basically proved my point here for a second. Is there a definitive number? Like nobody can agree for sure on well, who the best just, receiver is. Well, there's the two styles, right? But you have like the big like, body that can catch and go over the middle. And then you have the guy that's just like, I'm burning you. Well, to think about, let's apply the same thing we do with Mahomes to receivers. Mm-hmm. Mahomes had to do it again this year, win the MVP again this year, win the Super Bowl again this year before everybody yeah. stopped with the Josh Allen, Joe Burrow nonsense. Right. So if you want to do the same thing for a receiver, got to do it for multiple years. Two sure. years ago, it was three years ago, it was Devontae Adams. Two years ago, it was Cooper Cup. Last year, it was Justin Jefferson. We have yet to see one guy just sit there for four years and be like, I'm the best. Yeah, I think the last one was what, Antonio Brown? Then before him, yeah. it was Julio Jones? Like, those are the two that have been the last two that have kind of really solidified. Because, like, Antonio Brown was disgusting. I mean, I thought like, for a little while and DeAndre it became Hopkins even more disgusting in that top. I mean, I know now it's a different conversation, but three, four years ago, DeAndre Hopkins to me was. So three, four years ago, you guys. were taking Hopkins over Antonio was, Brown and. No, he was three times. He was in that top two or three, man. Three times. Some of the first best team hands I've ever seen. Yeah. DeAndre, let's not. I mean, I, I get the questions now about what DeAndre Hopkins is. Yeah. It's more than fair, but sure. at the there was a we're, fairly we're recent prime. time where DeAndre Hopkins was God, ridiculous. Who? I mean, he had a stretch of thirteen seventy eight, fifteen seventy two, eleven sixty five, fourteen oh seven, and also during those years had thirteen touchdowns, eleven touchdowns, and seven touchdowns. I mean, he, from twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, DeAndre Hopkins was ridiculous. Hold my beer, okay. Antonio Brown from twenty thirteen. To 2018, 1499, 1658, been a fan of DeAndre Hopkins to begin with for quite some time anyway, so I'm a little biased, I guess, when he it comes really to that. He did really good in so. that 19 AFC divisional game, too, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah, did he do anything in that? I think he did uh, have a couple touchdowns. Bill O'Brien as their head coach, yeah. Well, they were up by 24 points, and they then, were. They, then they got That's beat. why I said Bill O'Brien was their head coach. Yes. Someone pointed out Michael Thomas had, like, a two-year stretch. Yeah, because Julio and, Julio and A.B. kind of did it together. Because, like, Julio gets shadowed by Antonio Brown, because Julio had 15, 93, 18, 14, 14, 16, 12, all in those same years. But, yeah, I'd say it was Julio and, and, and Antonio, and then DeAndre Hopkins kind of showed up and was like, I have – and then was traded for what? The running back? What was that? Uh, David Johnson, right, out of UNI. They traded David Johnson. Bill yeah, O'Brien. Yeah. Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre Hopkins for uh, David Johnson at University of Northern and David, Iowa. And David Johnson just absolutely tore it up for Houston, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He tore it up for Arizona for like three pretty years. Sure they, <laughs> pretty sure they traded for David Johnson, and he – didn't even make the roster out of camp or something. I think he made the roster the first year, but did it. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, just completely uh, full. Thinking of wide receivers, though, today, you know, there's someone that's holding a little tryout, a little showcase in front of NFL teams. We'll, we'll find out if the Chiefs were one of the teams that showed mm-hmm. up to Arizona. I imagine the Chiefs sent a scout or somebody out there. Odell Beckham Jr. I'm done, man. Held Can a you... showcase in front of NFL teams or will today. A one-year flyer? Or are you just completely done with it? I'm done. I don't want it. Nobody. I, I lean in that direction. I would say if you told me it's one year and it's all incentives that can bump it up to seven, but he's got to be, then sure, why not? I'm never going to be upset about bringing in somebody on a fully incentive type of deal, vet minimum. But my guess is he's going to get more than that. So if that's the case, then, then I'm out. And it's just also like the trust of the knees, man. Like he, 
He hurt. He's he's what had three ACL surgeries, two on the same leg, and back to back years. Um, Dallas had him work out, and then Jerry Jones, who's super quick pulling out the credit card and saying, "Yeah, it's fine. Come here." Even Dallas is like, "Yeah, that knee's a little sketchy and didn't want him." Odell Beckham Jr. was the hottest free agent in the middle of the season last year, and then it just completely went quiet once he worked out with Dallas. Yeah, because he wasn't so ready. Maybe he's ready now, but again, like. If I have to say it on record, I I don't want anything to do with Odell Beckham Jr. Not who he is as a person. Yeah. I think he's whatever, but I, I I don't I don't need I don't think that he fits this system. I think he is a alpha dog. I think he is all about what he can do. Plus, by the way, already has a ring, so that doesn't make sense with the theory of bringing in a veteran receiver to this team. Because what does Odell Beckham Jr. have to pay play for? He wants to get paid. He doesn't necessarily need the ring. He comes over here. That theory doesn't work. DeAndre Hopkins, you can listen to it. Adam Thielen, 100% listen to it. Odell Beckham Jr., it's like, eh, I don't really know what your personal gain is unless you just want to keep playing football. And if that's the case... Oh, he'll be pl- I think he'll be playing for oh, somebody this year. Oh, for sure. He's not the Chiefs. I, yeah, I, I, you know, Dallas brought him in for a workout. If all of a sudden his workout goes well and the ACL looks good, then the Cowboys are always going to be that team. That's like Same with DeAndre Hopkins, by the way. The Cowboys right. are always in the mix for that. If Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Jets, mm-hmm. if I'm the Jets, I know he played across the street or in the same stadium, I guess, with the Giants, but... I, I would be interested in bringing in Beckham if I'm the Jets. Just go, just go all, just go all, and you only have one or two years of runway with Aaron Rodgers if he's your guy anyway. And they've already got a just, pretty solid offense. Just yeah, I mean, because Garrett Wilson, Wilson was the offensive rookie Brees of the year. Brees Hall in the backfield, and then there's a uh, the other dude on the outside. that's kind of a veteran. I can't think of his name right now. I'm drawing a blank. It's not fantasy season, so I don't know everybody's roster. Say, in the usually, back of the you hand. got all 53 for every team. Hey man, man I just been enjoying the new Missouri laws, <sighs> Kansas laws, and I've kind of lost some fantasy drafts knowledge. But it'll be back. It'll be back. I promise. Come August. But which yeah. law are you enjoying more, the Kansas one or the Missouri one? C. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I, was just, I was just curious. Sometimes Where? the Missouri law might affect my Kansas laws, and sometimes my Kansas laws might affect what ah, I do in Missouri. Okay. Hey, you just hit a big one, Daddy. Let's go to Missouri today after work, you know? We, gotta, we, have a, we do have a weird 16 parlay today for college basketball, which it's not going to hit, but it's fun to do it. Has it already started? Uh, it starts at noon. Alabama's the first game. There's a lot of money line stuff, but other than that, it's, okay. it's not, it, I don't know. Does Michael Thomas have a ring? Could he be an option? Yeah, I went to Twitter immediately as soon as like the Saints did all their like fire sale. But it sounds like the Saints are going to restructure his contract because he's got a fifty something million dollar yeah fifty something because he gets like a thirty nine million dollar signing bonus or uh, just a roster bonus like thirty nine million. That's insane. Absolutely ridiculous. But I do think Michael Thomas is similar to that mold of DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're both kind of similar when it comes to their situation. Because I don't think Michael, yeah, Michael Thomas definitely wasn't there when they won a ring. But it was Michael Thomas, great career, been injured, looking for a he championship, just fell off the face and then of the just earth, he, he got paid. Never saw him again. He also just had some injury issues and lost Drew Brees. You got Taysom Hill and 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 Jameis Winston throwing to you all of a sudden. Now he's they, like Derek Carr. He's like, oh, he said, thank God. He <laughs> tweeted, thank God. Oh, did he? <laughs> so, yeah, did he really? as, soon as, as soon as he got drafted, he's like, thank God. He tweeted it. Oh, yeah. For Derek Carr, that's, a huge that's how bad your, they've been. That's how bad your career is. You got on your knees for the Lord when you got Derek Carr. Hey, that's you know it's been bad. Andy the last Dalton's five been years. your quarterback, man. So what's wrong with the red rifle? At this point in time in his career, it's not a good thing for for, for Andy Dalton. We were talking about wide receiver. I did want to pass on some sad news though uh, today in, involving former Chief Otis Taylor. The Chiefs just made it uh, official and uh, put it out on their their Twitter yeah. account that legendary Hall of Famer Otis Taylor has passed away. Uh, at the age of 80, of course, Chiefs Super Bowl champion. 
uh, two-time AFL champion as well, and a member of the Chiefs Hall of Fame. He's still the, the NFL receiving yards leader back in 1971, he was, and uh, AFL receiving touchdown co-leader back in 1967. So uh, passing away today, Otis Taylor, uh, or yesterday, I guess it would be, but the, t- the family confirming today uh, at the age of 80. Coming up next, though, we were talking about the Nate Taylor article on Orlando Brown Jr. So let's talk to Nate Taylor himself. We'll ask him about that. And does he have any interest in the Chiefs bringing in someone like Adam Thielen here on Cody Gold? Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.